You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. Even the ability to interpret dreams, uh, to dissolve doubts, uh, we need some doubt dissolvers in the house of God today. Amen. We need people that know how to nip it in the bud. When somebody raises a doubt, uh, you raise a faith. When somebody raises a question, you give an answer. Amen. Uh, And you don't let the devil have the last say. Uh, You're always following up with, uh, thus saith the word of the Lord. You're always following up with, uh, it is written. If you're with me, say amen. What does it mean to be spiritually excellent? Being spiritually excellent signifies a fully devoted heart and mind to God. God not only requires spiritual excellence, but also has predictability in our spiritual pursuits. How can I achieve this? How can I be predictable in excellence? Today, Pastor Gary reads from the book of Daniel and shows us a true example of spiritual and predictable excellence. Only through the Word and the Spirit of God can you obtain these gifts and learn to serve Him to your fullest extent. Now, here's Pastor Gary in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, as he begins his message, Predictable Excellence. Daniel, chapter 6, and verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Today I want to preach to you a subject entitled Predictable Excellence. And you can be seated in God's presence. Thank you for reverencing God's word. Father, for the next few minutes... Help me to deliver this word as I believe you have laid it upon my heart. Help it to be effective to the end that you've sent it. To produce fruit unto righteousness and holiness and glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Everybody shout amen. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. I've got a proposition for you this morning based upon this text, and I'll prove it with other references to other passages momentarily. But this is the proposition that when you are predictably excellent, you are also predictably promoted. Let me say that again. When you are predictably excellent, then you are also predictably promoted. Now, Daniel uh, was being promoted because of his excellent spirit. And I'm interested in unpacking that this morning and learning what it means to be predictable in our excellence. Amen. If you're with me, say amen. All right, so number one, I want to ask a question. What is the place for excellence? Where does this excellence originate? Where, where, where does it live, so to speak? Where, what, what was it about Daniel that made him 
excellent to the degree that the king would want to promote him over all of his presidents and princes in the land. Was it in his pedigree? Was it in his lineage? No, it wasn't because he was actually a foreigner in a strange land. It wasn't because of his lineage. Was it because of his fashion statement that he wore the nicest clothes and everybody took notice because he had an excellent way to present himself uh, outwardly. No, it, it wasn't that even. Was it, a, was it his connections with others? Actually, no, he wasn't even well connected until God uh, made the connections for him in that strange land. So where does this excellent reside and how did it stand out to the king? Well, let me answer the question with a Bible verse. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, and verse number 27, the Bible says, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. We learn then from this passage that an excellent spirit starts in the head and the heart or the spirit of man. It's not something external or tangible that you can control or manipulate or own. It is something inside of you. And many of you today need to learn the power of maintaining an excellent spirit in the middle of chaos. Or if you're with me, say amen. Uh, there was something about Daniel's attitude. I mean, you think about it. He was in exile. You couldn't keep him down. While everybody else was molly grubbing, whining and complaining about being in exile, here come Daniel with a praise on his lip, a, a song in his heart, a, a pep in his step, and he was so optimistic that it annoyed those around him, no doubt. Have you ever been around somebody that's such a pessimist that uh, just by somebody being positive, it triggered him? I mean, it made him angry. What you so happy about? Amen. And, and you know, sometimes we allow the external stuff that's chaotic in our lives uh, to determine the bend and shape and direction of our mind and our heart and, and our thinking. You want to think about it like the winds and the waves that push a boat around. We're out there and I, the boat is symbolic of our emotions, our spirit, our, our frame of thought. Uh, amen. That's what the boat symbolizes. The wind and the waves symbolize the chaos around us. And if we're not careful, we'll let the storm be the boss in our spirit and determine uh, our direction by allowing it to manipulate our emotions, our thoughts, and our spirit. But God wants to teach us how to maintain an excellent spirit no matter what the circumstance. If you're with me, say amen. And so God wants us to have a predictable excellence. In other words, can God trust you with trouble? Are you the kind of Christian that if God needed you to go into 
uncharted territory and with many problems that persist. Can he trust you to keep your head on your shoulders? Can he trust you to keep your cool? Can he trust you to live for him anyway? Can he trust you not to compromise to try to make it more comfortable for you in your trial? Can he trust you not to make a deal with the devil to get out of the cross that God called you to bear? Can he trust you to maintain an excellent spirit regardless of the pressures that persist in your life. So it starts with your spirit. It starts right there. And you need to understand this. You need to know that you can have a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. You need to know that you can have a peace that surpasses and is better than even having the understanding or knowing the why. You need to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You need to know that you are more than a conqueror in your spirit than he that is in the world and the things that are around you. The God that is inside of you is bigger than the circumstances that surround you today. I'm talking about uh, uh, becoming predictable with our excellence. Amen. Uh, I'm talking about God needs some soldiers. Uh, you know, they train uh, uh, our military well in the United States, and, uh, and if they really got a tough job, they'll send in the Marines. Am I, am I right? Say amen. Why is that? Because Marines go through more extensive training under more extensive circumstances. And when they need a tough job done right, they send in the best. Amen. You know what God's raising up amongst us? Those that are tempered in the fires of adversity. Those that can keep take a licking and keep on ticking for Jesus. Those that can be run down, talked about, ridiculed, scoffed, and mocked, uh, and still keep their shoulders back and head hung, uh, uh, head toward heaven, singing, oh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Uh, don't let the devil keep you down. Amen. Uh, don't even let him see you sweat, as one preacher would say. Uh, you just keep on praising the Lord. Uh, through thick, through thin, when you're up, when you're down, uh, when you're hurt, when you're feeling good, when you're sick, when you're well, uh, and be predictable as the, as the uh, not as the weather, be predictable as the seasons. Just as summer, winter, fall, and spring come around like clockwork. Amen. Not necessarily in that order. God wants you to be predictable with an excellent spirit. It's rock solid. All right, so number one, we answered the question, what is the place for excellence? But now let's go to question number two. What produces an excellent spirit? Well, if you go to Daniel chapter 5 and verse number 12, we'll gain some insight that I think will help us with this question. He said, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences, and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Look at all of the wisdom and spiritual insight and spiritual gifting that God placed upon Daniel. Even the ability to interpret dreams, uh, 
to dissolve doubts. Uh, we need some doubt dissolvers in the house of God today. Amen. We need people that know how to nip it in the bud. When somebody raises a doubt, uh, you raise a faith. When somebody raises a question, you give an answer. Amen. Uh, and you don't let the devil have the last say. Uh, you're always following up with, uh, thus saith the word of the Lord. You're always following up with, uh, it is written. If you're with me, say amen. But what produces excellence? Well, uh, where did Daniel get all of this uh, ability? From whom and where, uh, from where did Daniel gain his knowledge, his understanding, his interpreting dreams, his explaining hard sayings, his dissolving deaths? All of this, where did he get it from? Well, the answer is the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Amen? We get it from the Spirit of God and the Word of God. You cannot maintain an excellent spirit without a real walk with God. You're going to have to learn how to spend some time at Jesus' feet on a regular basis. Why did David pray, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me? Why does the Bible teach us that the Word is, the, is, is like the washing of the water to, to cleanse our mind, our thinking, to renew our mind daily because we get dirty in our spirit. We get nasty in our spirit. We get fouled up and thinking wrong in our spirit. And God wants us to learn how to get a daily dose of cleansing at the feet of Jesus so that our spirits stay in tune with the Spirit of God. As long as we're connected to and in tune with the voice of God, we can see our way through any thicket that life throws at us. We can see our way through any cloud of depression, dark days in our lives. God can help us as long as we spend adequate time at Jesus' feet. But it's when we allow too much time to pass between the last time we was at His feet and this time, is when the days get darker, our attitudes start stinking, and all of a sudden we need revival. Amen? And what is God after? He's looking for Christians that are steady, strong in their faith, in their walk with the Lord. And I want to salute you. Many of you this morning uh, have already learned a lot of this, and you're like me. You uh, probably have your better days and sometimes your worst days. But I see some of you that have soldiered a lot of storms, and you're soldiering some this morning. And and, and, and I recognize that and I see that and I'm proud and I'm honored to be amongst the ranks of some of God's finest and choicest servants uh, who have weathered the storms and you're still in the fight and you haven't quit and, and you don't understand why, but you know who and that's good enough for you until the storm passes by. You know who's holding you through and I thank God for your example this morning and I just want to fan your flame and encourage you to keep on, keeping on because one day paydays are coming, child of God. What produces the spirit of excellence? Well, it's the spirit of God. And it's the word of God. In Daniel chapter 5 and verses 14 and 15, we see that. Uh, it reads, I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the God, this is the king talking. He was ignorant. He was, uh, he was a pagan. He didn't understand that there was only really one true God. So his only reference was God's. But this is what he said. I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise man, the astrologers have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpreting thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. The 
kings, brightest and best sorcerers and all them people, they couldn't hold a candle to the light that was in Daniel. And I'm serving, I'm serving a God today that can give you wisdom beyond your years. He can give you light when nobody else knows what to say or do. Uh, you can go to your best sources for the best advice, and they come up empty, but you go before the presence of the Lord, and He gives you something that nobody else can give you. And he can keep your heart in tune, your spirit in an excellent condition where you're not all getting all fouled up and angry and bitter all the time, amen, and twisted up and and I know the trials of life make it very difficult sometimes. This is, it doesn't take us but one quick aggravation at a red light with somebody in front of us won't move when it turns green to get us all fouled up out of shape. Somebody say amen. Much less the trials of life. But how can we discipline our spirit to not be so quick and rash to just change temperature, to change direction? How can we stay solid? How can we stay of an excellent spirit? Well, it's going to have to come from the Spirit of God. It's going to have to come from the Word of God. And if you're not reading it, if you're not digesting it, if you're not studying it, if you're not meditating upon it, it does no good to read it if you don't meditate. Amen. Reading the Bible without meditating, amen, is like like taking a bath with a rubber suit on. Amen. Amen. If it ain't penetrating the skin, it ain't doing no good. If you, uh, if you read your Bible but you're not meditating, it's not really sinking down in. God wants it to be saturated in your spirit. So sometimes you've got to slow down. If you want my best advice for you on how much Bible you should read, here's my best advice for you. You ready for this? You read until the Holy Spirit makes something jump out on you and then you meditate on that until He says move on. I don't, take, I don't care if you meditate on one verse for a year. If you soak all up what God has to show you in a verse in a year, you've done more than most Christians have. Because this Word is so expansive and so powerful. You can take one verse and God, there's so much revelation in it. And there's layers and, of, and levels of understanding and truth depending on where you are with God. Uh, God has something to say to every level of Christian, no matter what class you're in, whether you're in kindergarten or grad school. Come, somebody say amen this morning. God has something to say, but you've got to read it so that, and then stop and pause and think on the things that stands out to you and let the Lord really soak it into your spirit and teach you some things. And when we do that, we begin to absorb the excellence that comes from the Spirit of God. Let me ask you a question. How excellent is God's Spirit? Since how He's in control. Since how He's perfect and there's nothing to change about Him because you don't need to change perfection. How excellent is the Spirit of God? Is God topsy-turvy and emotionally bankrupt? Does God get pushed around by change of circumstances or is He solid? He's solid as a rock, isn't He? Well, that's the spirit he wants to pervade your, the privacy of your own thought life. The privacy of your own heart. He wants you to be as sure of his word as he is of his word. God changes not because he's perfect and everything he says is right. And if it wasn't right before, it's right when he says it. It becomes right. Somebody say amen. All right, God's solid. He has no reason to change and He speaks only truth. And how are we so quick to divert from what He says when circumstances paint a picture 
that looks like it contradicts what God said. We've got to be solid. What did, what did, what, what did the, uh, Abraham do? The father of faith. He staggered not, the Bible said, at the promise of God. His own body being dead pretty much. Amen. And his wife, they're in their 90s and 100, whatever. And here they are having a baby. My goodness, I'm 44 and I wouldn't want to start over with a child. I love my boys. I'm just glad they came when they did. Amen. <laughs> Y'all been hard on me. No, I'm kidding. He staggered not. Didn't even flinch. For him to do that for as many years as he did it. And I think it's, fun, it's interesting that there's one season in Abraham's life that the book of Hebrews does not talk about. Is when Abraham's wife said, hey, we've run out of time. Here's my handmaid. You better have a child by her. If it's going to happen, it ain't going to happen through me, bud. And Abraham, in a moment of weakness, fell for it. It's interesting that God never referenced that moment that appears to us that he staggered. Because in Hebrews, I think it was Hebrews, is it not where, where it says he staggered not? Well, I thought he staggered. Which is it? Faith is the righteousness of God. Faith is representing, it said he counted it to him for righteousness so that even that sin of doubt was off the record in the eye of God. Boy, ain't that good. Just trust him. If you'll trust him, all those doubts, those past doubts, even those current doubts will just dissipate in the presence of faith in God. I'm talking about maintaining an excellent spirit and we've got to get that from the Lord because it can come from no one else. I know no one else more solid, more right, more tender when I need a tender touch, amen, more comforting when I need a comforting touch, amen, and more correcting when I need correction than my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, He's perfect. He's absolutely awesome. He is he is the wonder of wonders. He's the wonder of the ages. Amen. Uh, they ain't nobody like him as uh, brother, old brother Larry Brown used to preach. Amen. Uh, uh, our Lord and our King, our Savior, our Master, he is perfect and excellent in everything that he says and does. And so if we're going to have an excellent spirit, we're going to have to let his spirit invade ours and take over. So we know what then produces the spirit of excellence. Now let me get to my message and I'll try to wrap this up. Question number three, how can we maintain predictable excellence? Note that King predicted Daniel's future excellence based on his past and present track record. I just want you to notice that. The reason... The, the king knew that David would do well is because he saw what he did well through up to that point. He saw him living right when everybody else was living wrong. He saw him maintain an attitude of gratitude and an excellent spirit when everybody else was foul-mouthed and grumbling and whining and complaining. And he was the one that got the promotion because he was the one that maintained consistency throughout the process. The king noticed. And, and, and God predicted that Job would pass his test, did he not? You remember when Satan brought up, I know the Lord brought up Job before Satan. Hast thou considered my servant Job? God's like, 
and I know I'm paraphrasing, but would you allow me the liberty without calling me a heretic? Uh, it's, it's almost as if God was saying, Satan, I got a pet project. I got somebody that's so predictably excellent in spirit that not even you can get them down. And I want to show off how loyal my servant is to me. And I want to show off my glory through the work that I've done in his heart and the excellent spirit that is unstoppable that I put in him. I believe in essence that was what's going on. Why else would God allow Job to go through that season? I don't think God sends tests to us to see what we're made of. I think God sends tests to us to show us what we're made of and what we need to work on. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. If you enjoyed today's message, we invite you to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to share these with your friends and family, too. This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L dot com. True North is a ministry of Gary Cottle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit garycoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith, find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.